I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A. D. N. It's headphones, Neil! Another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host, as always, Headphones Neil, with a slightly different episode than usual in the form of I'm actually going to make this a two part episode. So, uh, or a two part set of episodes where, if you notice on the YouTube channel, I haven't really been uploading my gameplays for Assassin's Creed Origins this week, uh, mostly just because I haven't had much time to actually play the game but also because it's related to a TV show that I've been watching where I've finally been able to catch up on Picard season three now that all the episodes are out. So I wanted to see why I keep hearing why the season was one of the best seasons of the show so far and kind of see what all the hubbub is about. Um, I was relatively unspoiled as to what was going on or what happened in the season. so. Um, going into it, I was, like I said, unspoiled, but in retrospect, retrospect, there were a lot of indications of kind of what was going on, what could happen, and what um, uh, generally did happen. So this episode is going to cover um, Picard Season 3, along with my review of uh, Linux distribution. So for next week, the plan is because of what happened in Picard Season 3, it's going to be a follow-up for that, so I'll jump into that once I finish the review. And then um, there will be the review for Star Wars Visions Season 2, so that released on May 4th. I haven't had a chance to watch any of those episodes yet, but if they're anything like the first season, there will be a couple of episodes that um, I will like because they're geared towards my style of what I enjoyed about those episodes. And then a few that are kind of more lighthearted, silly, and not something that I would generally go for, but they're generally well done. Um, I don't have an Android app review for this week, but for next week I am planning to do a follow-up as far as this week's Linux distribution, but having or using an Android launcher that is kind of equally as customizable as um, picking a Linux distribution. So to start it off, um, like I said, I uh, focused this week because I didn't have a chance to play much video games. I was really tired with work for after a few long days. So I caught up on Picard Season 3. I generally did 
an episode a night starting last week. I think one night I did a couple of, or one or two nights I did a couple of episodes just so I could get through all of them. And overall, I am actually really impressed with the season because this actually feels like it could have been a second season, um, not necessarily a first season, but um, it actually tied together um, a key story arc from the um, from the next generation in the form of the Borg, and it also introduced um, Picard's second or Picard's son, Jack, and tied out why Wesley was not in the original or why Wesley Crusher is not in this. Um, season. So overall the initial burn of the show is reintroducing the um, original crew of the USS Enterprise from the last generation. So you have uh, Picard teaming up with Riker. Um, then you have the introduction of, and then you have a little bit of uh, Deanna Troy. You have the distress call from Beverly Crusher. So that there's that tie-in early on as well. And then you bring in Worf. So his Whole th or he was one of the two best things about the season for me. So I did a post on Twitter and all the social medias that I don't know was better. Stoic War from the last generation or from the next generation TV series or Pacifist War from this uh, season where um, in general uh, Michael Dorn um, does a really really good job of playing the character. Um, it was very enjoyable. I liked him on screen every time he was on screen. Um, his interactions with Rafi were great um, as far as battle and the Klingon way of life. His interactions were with, uh, with Riker were also on par. I had direct correlations with their interactions from back during the Next Generation days. So all in all a good thing there. Um, the introduction of Jordy was really good with his daughters. So you know, you have Jordy being the way he is, and then his two daughters being very, very different, where one is very much like him as far as the engineer side, the other one's the pilot side. So um, that was very well done. But the other thing that I really liked about the season is the um, friendship and general bromance that is reunited, restarted, once you have uh, Data back in the picture, and then the interactions between him and Jordy were top-notch. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that we could, um, that we had that introduction. I liked the acting by um, Data, and I'm, now I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name, um, but I liked the switching that he did with and how they dealt with the whole multiple personalities in one body and the barriers, and then having, you know, Data, Lore, um, Soong. I think there was one other personality, oh, a B4 in there, so Dealing with all of that was very, very well portrayed. Um, so I like—I generally just liked all of that on the character level. And then once you're, or while you're watching the show and you see that um, um, discussion, or with um, Jack having his visions and being able to impress his mind upon um, other people, by, and then by the time you get to the end of the, um, or they do drop a, uh, a little bit of tidbit as far as what's coming in in the second half of the season where they talk about the um, the fleet, the Starfleet fleet, being ships being able to talk to each other, communicate with each other as one. So between that and Jack's vision and being able to push his thoughts into other people, is that kind of trigger that, how, is this gonna be something related to the Borg? This is very Borgish um, as far as what's going on. Um, 
and like who's the who are the changelings talking to like what's going on with all of that so by the time the borg are introduced you're like that's it that light bulb goes off that that's exactly what was going on and the explanation that the cybernetic or um implants that were given to john luke picard as locutus um were actually and because the the borg are you know a mix of cybernetics and organisms or organic um stuff you know that that is very possible that um stuff was left behind to have better integrate you know um electronics and computer parts with the human body so um i guess locutus or picard uh, um, was one of those things where he was the most compatible human to start this uh process or one of those few that could start this process so that's why he was only the transmitter of the voice or like trans or sorry the receiver of the instructions so by having an offspring in the form of jack is what allowed that two-way communication to be set up so all of that was very well done so in the first half of the episode is set up is introducing all the cast the second half is dealing with all of that um so once you get into the second half of the episode it's um, I'm kind of also glad that they tied out introducing the museum that um, Jordy was working at and then um, holding back the showing off of the Enterprise D that was from the next generation um, until the pivotal see a moment in the se season where they actually needed a ship. So all of that balance was very well done. So um I, I, all I can say is that it was one of the best seasons of the show, so it actually shows how okay... Like, it's not to say that the first two seasons were bad, but um, I guess though they had reached their peak, so this actually helps set up all of that, round out the Borg threat once and for all, I hope, because thinking about it now in retrospect, First Contact should have solved it, everything in the TV shows I think should have solved it, if memory serves, and I think it's also resolved in um star trek voyager i think but um it's one of those things where they should take care of that especially since now that they made 709 uh captain of the enterprise um jack um crusher is basically number one and all of that so it's actually very it was a very good transition of moving from the um I guess the episode title is good. I'm moving from the last generation to the next generation. So I'm actually curious to see if they're going to have a new Star Trek season um, just based on this, focused around the Enterprise, having casts that we're familiar with. You obviously can't have the net, call it the next generation, but one of those things where um, they bring a new series uh, based around the Enterprise. You have these characters you know. You have, you know... Um, whether or not Data's there, but you know, you have Seven of Nine, you have Jack, you have Jordy's daughter, I forgot her name, but I kind of now want to show it all of, with all of these characters, have both of Jordy's daughters on the ship, so you have one as a pilot, one as the engineer, so I would actually be interested in seeing a show exactly based around that current cast and crew, um, just to see what they could do as far as the new adventures of the Starship Enterprise. Um, so with that being said, that's all there is for the review. I recommend watching it if you the, or watching the season if you are a fan of um, Star Trek, The Next Generation, The Enterprise, or anything like that. Um, 
you don't necessarily need to watch the first two seasons to know what's going on. Um, I think the main character that you would not know much about is Rafi, but it might actually fill in a little bit more of a backstory to watch it, but you can generally um, watch um, season three as its own um, season and show. Like it was a limited run show if you watch the next generation and you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Know who all the characters are. So with that being said, um, as a bit of a teaser for next week's episode or an announcement for the next week's episode, uh, watching season three made me want to go back and re-watch all the prior episodes from the next generation um that are related to the borg and it's basically it's another like seven or eight episodes in gen total from what i could see online so i actually now want to go back and watch those episodes um just back to back um push them out see how they handle the borg at that time just the next generation not necessarily anything related to voyager i was hoping that first contact would also be streaming on paramount plus where i was watching picard but i didn't see it but i'm gonna still look again just in case so if it i do see it streaming there then i'll watch it um but the plan is to watch all the next generation episodes related to the borg to see how they all tie together and just go do a refresher and review on that so with that being said um for the non-tv show movie review for this week I actually wanted to share a bit of thoughts on, let's say you have an old computer, laptop, or desktop, doesn't matter. It's 
doesn't necessarily be, have to be on his final legs, but I got to thinking that um, with all the hubbub around Windows 11 that you need to have, um, I forget what it's called in your BIOS, that you have to have it in all, installed in order to use Windows 11. Uh, for me personally, that part is kind of okay, fine, whatever, but I actually don't like the icons grouped in the taskbar. It's kind of weird to have multiple windows open. Um, so I got to thinking that I would share my thoughts on how to pick a Linux distribution to say that, let's say you're moving away from a Windows machine. Um, you don't necessarily want to buy a new one. You don't like all the pre-installed stuff that they include. Maybe it's not in your budget to buy an Apple product, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it's the same thing that let's say you have an old Mac computer, um, whether it's a laptop or desktop, and you want to repurpose it because you don't really feel like you need to spend more money for a new computer, it's not in your budget. Uh, maybe you spend most of your time watching, you know, videos, communicating, um, browsing the websites for shopping or social media and things like that. So picking a Linux distribution can be a pain because there's a lot of distribu different distributions. Some are based on Debian or Arch or Ubuntu, um, and then all those different base layers of Linux have different versions on them. So, you know, there's KDE Plasma, there's something called Cinnamon or XFCE. So how do you pick an environment that works best for you? So for me, the best balance of um, features and visuals and simplicity is any distribution that uses KDE Plasma because for me, I like the visuals of a Windows style desktop and makes it um, easier for me to use. Um, the alternative is a Mac style layout. Um, so a desktop environment like Ubuntu works well. Um, you can use a distribution like um, uh, Nitrux, or I think it's Nitrous or Nitrux, something like that, which puts that dock at the bottom and various things at the top. Um, and there's a lot of different flavors of things you can get to do that. Um, a distribution like Zorin OS gives you, let's, or has a good base level, I think it's based on Ubuntu, and it lets you pick between a Mac style layout and a Windows uh, desktop layout, but um, for me, well, it's one of those things where um, I want something that's kind of regularly updated, it still feels modern and refreshed, has a nice quick boot time and all of that. So that's where the distribution called KDE Neon comes into play. So it gives you a stable base. So there's things called a long-term support version of Ubuntu. And then there's also a rolling release that are that's more, regular, that's more regularly updated, but um, is not gonna be supported for as long. So they're generally supported, I think six to nine months. Whereas a long-term support distribution is um, uh, supported for a number of years. So KDE Neon, Neon is based on a, the stable version of Ubuntu, I think 22.04, which is released in the past few years, but continuously updates the front end, so the KDE Plasma desktop, uh, various apps um, that are installed and things like that are KDE related. So not only do you get a stable uh, platform or a base, but you get a more modern visual style that's regularly updated with bug fixes and performance updates and features and things like that. So if you are a Windows user on a computer that's, you know, let's say four or five years or up to four or five years old, I think the laptop I'm using at the moment is maybe seven or eight years old at the moment. So it's not necessarily the latest graphics or latest video card it has 
a dual core processor I think at 2 or 2.6 gigahertz it has I think 4 or 6 gigabytes of RAM so not you know the highest specs but when you I'm booting it up it still take it only takes like 20 15 to 20 seconds performance is really smooth as if um, I just bought it today so it's one of those things where um, using KDE Neon gives you a lightweight user interface and performs very very smoothly so the th I'm I am going to miss things like not being able to watch you know 4k videos but I can stream YouTube and various streaming services at you know 1080p so that works out nicely I can generally multitask so I can have you know a few tabs open um, I can still manage videos on YouTube I can um, have you know spreadsheets going while watching a video or uh, listening to music and things like that um, so one of those things to consider for me as a recommendation is if your laptop does feel like it's getting old you don't want to you know buy a new version of Windows you might not want to spend a couple hundred dollars or whatever I don't I don't know what it is for just buying Windows 11 but for me um, it's one of those things where I have a laptop it's working perfectly I just swapped out the hard drive for a SSD about a couple years ago so it's one of those things where you can essentially install Linux to do the same things with on a Windows desktop that you do now but you will miss a few things here and there so I will give you the caveats so um, when you install it, you do get, you know, an office suite in the form of LibreOffice that you can install from there, the Discover Store. Um, you can still install things like Dropbox to sync your files. You can use, you can still install um, Google Chrome as a web browser. Um, you may not get all browsers available like Brave or DuckDuckGo, but because you can install like, you know, Chromium or Chrome, then you do have, you still get a modern web browser. Um, Firefox does come pre-installed so it's not like you're left out in the dust to figure out which web browser to install. You do have the, a well-known browser pre-installed already. Um, if you want something for direct file transfers then there is an app called KDE Connect which allows you to share files to and from your laptop to your mobile device. I'm currently sharing between my laptop and an Android phone so you can easily do things like you know, buy music from Amazon and transfer it wirelessly to your uh, mobile phone. Um, and then there'll be things like, for example, historically um, uh, programs like TurboTax have not generally worked well. I haven't had a chance to try this year's version to see if it's any better, but you could always try things out with programs like Wine to add the Windows compatibility layer to install programs. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but um, in general, you may find if it's popular enough, you may be able to install apps. So um, those apps. So you can also do things like run um, Steam natively, and then if you turn on the Proton um, layer, then it gives you that compatibility layer for some games that might be Windows only. Um, so you can tr um, install. I'm gonna generally do a blanket statement of you should be able to install most games. Um, on your Linux machine because Proton will emulate some of the back-end stuff that it needs to run those Windows games. Um, so you can, and you'll, by doing that you get general improved um, gameplay performance because Linux is generally lighter weight than Windows so there's more available resources. Uh, you may not be able to play all newer games um, so for things like um, most recently Star Wars Jedi Survivor was released um, so that's one of those things that I do want to buy it to try it out to see how well it runs, but you may or may not be able to 
run um, you know the latest games on the highest um, video settings but um, if the, you are able to um, run games at a, a lower setting or in a performance mode that is easier on your laptop they may run but if you have um, but if there are games available on Steam like more retro games like Doom or Doom 2 um, and maybe some even newer games so I think a while ago I tested you know Max Payne and Max Payne 2 which seem to run okay um, as long as you don't have you know certain launchers that act as a middle way to launch the game so games like Rogue Squadron 3D have a little bit of trouble running um, and then things games like Knights of the Old Republic you do have to go in and edit some files so it doesn't run in full screen mode so it's kind of hit or miss when you get when it comes into gaming on Linux which is sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so it all depends on what you want to play but if you're doing just general things like listening to music looking at pictures or Facebook watching YouTube or Netflix then they just work because you have a, you're able to install, use Firefox or Chrome to do what you need so for me, I recommend KDE Neon because it's regularly updated um, based on a stable core. Um, if you want one that's not necessarily as updated but still gives you that win that gives you that Windows look and feel, then you can try Kubuntu. That's K-U-B-U-N-T-U. Um, it is also based on Ubuntu, but it's just another flavor. So rather than giving you that um, Mac layout and look and feel like Ubuntu. Kubuntu gives you that Windows look and feel. It's very similar to KDE Neon, but it's not as regularly updated. They kind of update um, in general based on more stable releases and updates. So you may not be on the latest version of KDE Plasma, the window manager, but you will be, you know, a couple of um, versions behind. So you're not too far behind, but you can still get some of those regular features. Um, and then Linux, or, and both of those do offer or allow you to install custom themes, which for me, I will make the recommendation not to install global themes, but do the individual sections. So install the window decorations, um, icon pack, and cursors individually instead of the global themes, because they're kind of hit or miss as far as how well they work. But if you install the individual components, for me, this seems like they work a little bit better and are more stable that way so that way you can also mix and match things so if you prefer the window decorations of you know windows xp but you like the mac os um, cursor pack and then you like the windows 11 icons then you can mix and match them a little bit better to suit and make the you know your desktop look however you want it to look so that's all there is for that. So I'll have a link in the show notes to KDE Neon so you can kind of check it out, see the system specifications, see if it's see if your laptop or desktop still work. But for me, um, if it's not in your budget to buy a new computer or you don't really feel like buying one right this second, then I recommend looking up you know Linux distributions to see one that fits you the best. But for me, KDE Neon is that good balance of everything just like Kubuntu. Um, if you want to be able to switch between different layouts to see which one works best for you, then I recommend Zorin OS. Um, they offer, I think there's a basic version that is more compatible with older, like much older desktops, but there's a, I think it's called Zorin Core, that gives you a couple of different layouts. Um, it's in that middle ground between um, including a lot of software, a lot of themes, and but also requiring a slightly newer machine, you know, within the past 10 years or so. Um, Zorin Pro is also good. They all do offer um, 
a num a lot of themes or, or themes they unlock basically a pro version unlocks all the themes for when you buy out buy the key uh, it comes pre-installed with a lot of different software but essentially they offer these different versions based on um, if you want to spend money or not um, I think as of a few months ago it was like $39 or something like that don't quote me on that as it might have changed but essentially for $39 you get an OS that has all these different things in uh, software installed different themes it kind of gives you that best of all worlds in Linux where you can do things like install Chrome and Dropbox and Steam. It gives you a free different theme so you can try out a Mac, uh, low, uh, Mac OS layout. Um, if you want a Windows um, XP look or a Windows 10 look, it'll let you pick between those different um, looks and feels and decide which one you like and just go with it. And since you already have the um, system installed, you don't have to do anything else um, beyond that. So. Um, I guess my subs my secondary review will be um, uh, Zorin OS, um, but if you just want a basic what layout, just go with something easy to install. KDE Neon is a way to go. Um, you can install it on your traditional um, hard drive or a um, SSD if you have one of those. I recommend an SSD just because you get that uh, faster boot time, good performance, and all of that different stuff. Um, but overall. KDE Neon um, is a little bit more on the technical side, and but is also best suited to um, transition from a Windows OS to Linux, whereas Zorin OS kind of takes a little bit more of that Apple approach, with, and same thing with Kubuntu a little bit, but more on the Zorin OS side where they take that, that Apple approach where they'll say, okay, we're going to give you the front end, we're going to lock down some of that technical stuff so you don't have to worry about it, because ultimately, how many people are going to go into or how many people want to go into you know drivers and dll's and how do you install a software if you, i just want to download and install it be done or go to a store and install stuff you know so zorin os works best for that kde is good for the windows side for that transition so i recommend either one of them both of them are good i prefer kde neon just because um it lets me pick the theme i want so if i want to go with a mac theme today and then Windows 10 tomorrow, and then a Chrome theme or a Chrome OS theme the day after that. It's easy to switch on that front. So, with that being said, that is all for this particular review. So, next week's episode, as a follow-up to this week's episode, is going to be um, a little bit more on Android launchers. I kind of wanted to go a little bit more into Nova Launcher, which I think I brought up uh, last week when I talked about custom live wallpaper maker and when comparing it to launchers like Pro Launcher and O Launcher. So um, with the talk of Linux this week, next week's review will be the Android Launcher, Nova Launcher. So that is all for this particular review. So if you have any questions, comment, feedback, or anything like that, you can um, comment on the post on various social media sites, all of which are linked on the website at headphonesneal.reviews. Um, that also has all the various subscription links, way to support the show, and all of that good stuff. But if you want an ad-free version of the show, if you want access to it earlier than when it's available on the public feed, you can uh, support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash pateln01. And of course, the video version of the show is available on YouTube at youtube.com slash pateln01. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode, 